Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Thanks again for joining us for our telebible study. It is a sheer blessing to be able to share the Word of God. Uh, chapter 15, Binding and Loosing, we just finished up, and we're moving into Chapter 16, Pros and Cons and Techniques and Methods. So we're in Pigs in the Parlor, A Practical Guide to Deliverance uh, by Frank and Ida Mae Hammond. And again, over a million copies in print. Uh, it's been it's been a sheer blessing to me, and I'm sure it's been a blessing to you. All of the testimonies that I've heard about people um, just enjoying this time in the study, and when I say enjoying, we're getting something out of it. So it is such a blessing. There are so many things that has been revealed that I've either experienced, um, witnessed. And and now reading it, it's just making it all that much more stronger in my spirit. Let's pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We honor you for being our Father. We pray right now, in the name of Jesus, that you will move by your spirit in the midst of us and cause us, O oh God, to experience your revelation knowledge. Let the light bulb of your word come on in our life. And allow us, O oh God, to experience you like never before. We thank you, dear Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. We thank you, dear Lord, for what you have done in the lives of so many others. Now, God, we pray that you will equip us, even tonight, that we might go out and minister deliverance to those who are captive. Thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, pros and cons and techniques and methods, on pros and cons on techniques and methods. Now, what we're going to be looking at today, uh, again, having this understanding, and um, primarily the, the, the greatest understanding, and it's right there in the first chapter, that we have to get is that you must be led by the Holy Spirit. I can't say it enough. And they are reiterating it over and over. A few chapters back, we talked about it over and over again. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Let God tell you when, where, and how. Many times um, folk are trying to deliver uh, others and have not been delivered, are still wrestling with uh, too many things themselves to be effective in deliverance ministry. So be led by the Spirit. There is a tendency among Christians to look for pat formulas in spiritual ministries instead of remaining dependent upon the leading of the Spirit. So, again, do not try to come up with a routine. Do not try to pacify 
this situation, just kind of ease by it or to do something in rote. Um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more when it pertains to doing things because we've done them before. We must not get bound up in little rules. That's, that's that next area, which we have made for ourselves. How do such rules come into be- being? If we get success through using a certain technique, then we are prone to conclude that it was the technique that did the trick. And, and again, we see this over and over and over again. If somebody hits someone in the stomach and that's the way the demon came out, then the next person wants to hit a person in the stomach. Again, God showed us in his words so many times that he is, uh, I'm telling you, God is a very creative God. When you look at the universe, you know our God is a creative God. He's a creative God. He comes up with all kinds of things. When I look at the animals, um, you know, and half of them I have not even seen all of them, the, some of the species that I've seen are some of the unusual, most unusual and unique animals, insects, uh, fish, you know, these things, when you see them, you know our God is creative. Now, he does not set up uh, the way the Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So the creativity of our God has not changed. So when he says, Moses, speak to the rock, Moses, hit the rock, you know, one time you say, speak to the rock, one time he says, hit the rock. Again, be in a relationship with God to the point where you are hearing from God and not from man or not from yourself. You really want to be in tune with the Spirit of God. Man-made rules. Never lay hands on a person. Here's one of them. Never lay hands on a person out of whom we are casting out demons. That's one of the rules. Some people say that. That's the way they make up their minds, that you should not do that. That we must always lay hands. There's another one. Sometimes the person believes that if a demon is going to come out, you have to lay hands on them. These are rules that people make up. According to the book, bottom chapter on page 91, again, these are rules that men make up. And that's why it's so important for every Bible study, for every time you go to church, go home, look at your notes. See, a lot of times you can determine to yourself how important the word is to you, how many times you revisit the word that you heard. We have gotten accustomed to taking whatever it is and not understanding that, guess what, certain things were taken out of context. It it really did not even mean that. And that's why I like to bring up different Bible verses to read, different versions of the Bible to read it from. Why? So you can go home and prove. Try the Spirit by the Spirit and then prove whether those things that you just heard are true. You've got to get back into the Word. And what winds up happening, there's other things vying for your attention. There's other things that's challenging you and, and pulling on you, nudging you, and you're saying, hey, guess what? i got to do this, i got to do this, i got to do this. i got a long list of, of to-dos. And what winds up happening is that we do not verify the Word. If you hear it, verify it. Once you verify it, listen, go to God. Is this word for me? Is this something that I need in my life right now? Listen, God will show you. 
in your own life, areas that you need to work on. Listen to what this says. For one, it says sometimes they say you got to lay hands. You can't cast them out without laying hands. Some say never lay hands on them. Don't touch them. Don't touch that person. And then, uh, what is this one? Rub the person's stomach or pound him on the back in order to get the spirit out. There's another one, man-made. Or when you see someone that's prominent in the faith, when they do it this way, then i got to do it this way. No, you've got to. And the thing you've got to do is stay in touch with God. All right? What winds up happening is we wind up doing two things. And these are the bottom two sentences down at the bottom, page 91. It says we will end up hopeless and confused. Hopeless and confused. And, again, it comes from not being connected with the spirit. Very, very powerful portion. Turn over to page 92. Top of page 92, I must have seemed strange. I'm sorry, it must have seemed strange to Moses when God told him to, where is it at? Strike the rock. There's. I was just talking about that. Striking the rock in order to provide water for the people. But then this one is the next one where it says to throw the tree into the bitter water, and that was going to make the bitter water sweet. Now, again, this is how God knows. He knows not only his creative power, but he also knows chemistry. Certain things doesn't have to be a miracle. It just happens to be, guess what, the chemistry of the tree. Now, I'm not saying that's what it was, but that's what our God knows. He knows the chemistry, the, the, the structure, the chemicals that's involved in different things. And then he also knows that he's the one that spoke and worlds came into existence. And that's what you've got to tap into as a believer, that this is how our God operates. Jesus would, watch this, here's another one. Jesus would spit on the ground and then to make a little mud pack to put on a blind man's eye to heal him. That's another creativity. Now, it's amazing that, um, well, it's not amazing because uh, a lot of folks would not even allow it to happen if if the man of God uh, brought in some mud and he spit in the mud and then made this little pack, people would not allow him to touch him. Healing or no healing, they would not allow him to touch him. When it comes to technique, listen, we've got to let God choose. If the folks don't want to do it, I'm trying to think of the, um, I think it was a soldier, actually it was a soldier who, who was told to dip in a muddy pond. And when he was told to dip in this muddy pond, listen, his, his reply was, hey, I could have dipped in a, a cleaner pond. This is how God operates. So what you want to do is to make sure that you are in tune with the Spirit of God. Pastor, okay, uh, first 20 minutes, it seems like, no, first 10 minutes, that's actually 11. First 11 minutes, that's what you're saying. Be in tune with God. Have a relationship with God. Yes, it needs that reiteration. If you don't have this relationship with God, let me tell you something. You are going to be talking about deliverance, and that's where we are. You will be trying to deal with deliverance, and you're going to be dealing with deliverance on your own. And when you deal with deliverance on your own, you will find out that there is no help in you without God. There is no help for the deliverer, the person that needs to be delivered, 
and there's no help for the person doing the deliverance if you're not connected with God. So the key is for you to have this strong, strong relationship with God, and God will tell you what demons to mess with and which ones not to mess with. We've already heard the stories how demons can actually come out of a person and then do bodily harm to the person who's trying to minister deliverance to them if that demon recognizes that you have no authority. You don't have a relationship with God. Paul had a relationship with God. Jesus had a relationship with the Father. That's why he, the demon was able to say, Paul I know and Jesus I know. But who are you? All right? This next section, right here in the middle of page 92, says laying on of hands. And that's what we're going to deal with tonight when it pertains to laying on of hands. I'm going to look this first scripture up in BibleGateway.com. And again, that is a... Ooh, my little computer just wants to go so slow. Help me, Holy Ghost. All right, we're looking at Luke, and let's highlight that all the way. That is Luke chapter 4, and I pray that you're turning with me because, again, the power is in the Word. The strength is in the Word. All right, here we go. Luke four twenty nine, and it was already, it's already kind of... Um, Revealed here in the book, it says here, and arose up and thrust him out of the city and led him into the brow of the hill whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. That's Luke chapter 4. Verse 29, in 429, we are told that Jesus rebuked the fever Luke 429. Okay, let's keep it moving. It says rebuke the fever. He threatened the fever as He threaded the fever as a personality. Now, again, when you deal with spirits, it is good for you to be able to identify what kind of spirit you're dealing with. Many times what happens is that you're dealing with a spirit, and the most challenging part of you getting that spirit out is not that you don't have power. The, the biggest question is, do you know what spirit you're dealing with? If you can identify what spirit you're dealing with, guess what? You can better effectively deal with that spirit. He identified it as a personality. So now here it says this indicates that the fever was demonic. Parallel account in Matthew chapter 8.15. Let's look at Matthew 8. Matthew 8, and we're going to look at 15. 8.15, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. Now, again, just another account, and I always believe that the, the most powerful part of any book is where the scripture is added. 
when the scripture when the scripture is added to the book, the power is in the word of God. And again, this is what reassures the the believer when you have sickness, sickness is fleshly. Sickness is physical. Spirit can cast out physical. And that's why again b- believers really get when when they got a relationship with God and you know what power you have in you when the sickness comes listen I'm going yes I can go to the doctor there's no problem with that yes I can take the medicine that the doctor gives my thing is I always believe God over any man and over any medicine so even in the midst of taking the medicine, I'm believing God. Even in the midst of going in for the doctor's appointment, I'm believing God. Even in the midst of diagnosing myself and feeling the pain, the uneasiness, the ooziness, the, the, the uh, discomfort in my stomach, whatever it is, guess what? I believe up, a little headache is starting. Laying hands on myself and believing in the name of Jesus that by his stripes, kick God Almighty, I'm healed. And I believe, I believe it with all this in me, that I walk in such good health that I'm able to get past so many aches and pains because of my relationship with God. Not to say that somebody who deals with more pain than me don't have a relationship with God, so let's keep that straight. But I truly believe that there's been so many instances where God has given me either natural remedies or um, uh, just... The Spirit of God just, it appears that God is just touching my body, you know, from, and when I say touching my body, not feeling a physical touch, but that God has done something from point A in the morning when I woke up, point B at night when I went to sleep, something happened during the course of the day, and whatever I had that ailed me, God touched me and healed my body. So now... We're looking at Luke chapter 13, verses 11 through 13, and that's in the book. And it says here, and he laid hands on her. Now, again, this is a scripture to talk about the laying on of hands. When it comes to the laying on of hands, many times folks believe that they should not lay hands on folks. However, in the Bible, it shows that, again, Jesus laid hands on folks. When he laid hands on them, guess what? They were healed, and immediately she was made straight. She was bent over, and over and over and over again, when you read this text right here, this is your strength. This is your verification that it can be done. When it can be done, and Jesus says, and you're going to do things like this, and even greater things than these shall you do, then that's when you start to know, guess what? God is in the midst of healing. And when he's in the midst of healing and you got a relationship with him, guess what? You start to operate in what God said you can do. And that's why I love the scripture of the centurion. And when I can speak and you can be in the hospital, in the, in the hospital bed, and I can be at home and I can speak, and you got to believe that I can speak from home and speak to your body, and guess what? Your body can receive it. The key is, we're going to talk about it later, that there has to be an agreement 
There needs to be some openness. There needs to be some communication that happens between the first person that's receiving and the person that's ministering. You can't. It's going to be very difficult to, for you to, to minister to somebody that does not believe. They, they said Jesus could not do many miracles. He could not do many miracles in his hometown because of their unbelief. Now, it says here the same principle is true principle is true in ministering for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the scripture indicates here it says that the hands were sometimes laid on for the impartation of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it does. You lay on the hands of the uh you lay on hands of the Holy Spirit. To, to receive the Holy Spirit, sometimes you don't. But there are often instances where this was not done. So that's clear right there in the book. Remain sensitive, bottom line, page 92. Remain sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's what to do. That's how you do it. God, I need you. See, I love it. It's a humility thing. See, folks, you, you, you can watch folks, and, and as soon as they become a part of something, and and they haven't even finished all the training. They know everything already. No, no, no. I'm always in training. I'm always looking for God to reveal to me. And many times he'll reveal it through people. Sometimes he'll humble you from letting a child reveal something that you didn't know. I've seen young men in the ministry, intelligent men, uh, astute in the word, and they get up and they are exegete the word and you go, wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm 52 years old and here it is. Here it is. This person's 25, less than half my age. And wow, did you just hear the way they exegeted that word? They dissected that word, that scripture, whatever it was, the text, the whole chapter. They dissected that thing and wow. So, again, God will humble you to show you, guess what? Don't get arrogant. Stay humble. And that's when we know. See, our, our full reliance, thank you, Holy Ghost, is on the Holy Ghost. You can't do it by yourself. All right? Let's look at the top of page 93. Now, here's another area that we've really got to deal with when it comes to dealing with spirit. You got uh, a number of spirits that can manifest themselves in a person. And one of the ones that we have to deal with as believers very, very strongly is the spirit of fear. Five men presented, present tried to restrain him physically with only partial success. Now, you're talking about five men, top of page uh, 93, trying to restrain a man and this man is showing this uh, 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 supernatural strength, and they can barely retain him, and that's when an area of fear comes in. This man, you can even call out that spirit of fear uh, within yourself prior to, you know, again, led by the Holy Spirit, you need to deal with the fear within yourself. And if you're fearful, it's no sense of lying to yourself and then getting in a situation where, guess what, you ain't going to have no help at all because you 
are afraid, and here it is, the enemies, the demons, are wreaking havoc on you. A spirit of violence is what they called it, and then they called it out. Not to let the demon take him over. This is what he instructed the boy to do, and you've got to know that's where that agreement comes in, where the person that's being delivered, and and many folks, uh, you know, they got to be brought because the spirits have been ruling in their lives. I know some folks, and, and it appears that the 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 uh, demons actually have taken up residence. They are literally, I don't know if you've seen this before, where a fence and a tree, the base of the tree um, has grown, the roots and everything has grown up out of the ground, and actually the fence is inside the tree. I've seen it also where the tree grows around the wire, and then the tree trimmers come, cut one side of the, the limb and the other side, and leave a piece of it hanging in the air because you cannot disconnect the tree from the wire. It's actually encompassing. Well, that's what it appears with some folks where this demonic spirit is evil. It is it's, 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 it's an angry spirit. It's a violent spirit. And this, listen, they take on the mentality that this is the way I am. You don't, see, what I do is I read the Bible. When I read the Bible and I see the characteristics and the principles that I'm supposed to relay, represent, display, when I do that, when I read it, then I start to say, this is what I do and this is who I am. Anything outside of that is not me. And that's what you've got to deal with. Some folks appear that the evil, the violence, the backbiting, the conniving, the manipulation, that is them. And they have taken on the mentality of the demon spirit. And that's when I believe it's difficult for us to to be able to be effective because, again, what he said here, let's work together. Call this spirit out. Tell, tell the spirit, here it is, it says, not to let the demon take him over. He's talk, talking to the little boy, hey, don't let this spirit take you over, but to fight it with us in the spirit. Now, the spirit of violence was cast out without much of a struggle, and there was no further display of violence. But watch this. This taught us that one demon present, in a person could somehow manifest itself even when other spirits were being called forth. Now, that's when you're dealing with multiple spirits, and that's what you got to, when you start to see the manifestation of the spirit, do not get in the flesh trying to deal with the spirit. Didn't we say that four, four uh, recordings ago? Yes, we did. You got to say it again. When you're dealing with the spirit, do not start to operate in the flesh when you're dealing with spiritual things because what will wind up happening, the spirits will toy with you and then they will also frighten you when you're trying to deal with a lustful spirit and then a violent spirit manifests itself. And this is what it's saying here, that they kind of in conjunction work together. 
They said it taught them a lesson that, that could come forth. Demon of violence was cast out, and the violent manifestations completely subsided. So when you're dealing with it, you may be dealing with one. When you see the manifestation of the other, you call that demon out. And then particularly if the person is working with you. Again, I have been operating constantly, and I encourage you, if you're in this ministry and you are in a position where you've got a close enough relationship with God, when you encounter the Spirit and you've seen the manifestation of it in the natural in the flesh, you see the person with this angry spirit. In the name of Jesus, I cast that spirit out. In the name of Jesus, come forth, be cast out in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over his life. I plead the blood of Jesus over her life. I war, and I pray to God that he releases angels to war on, their, on her behalf, on his behalf, in Jesus' name. And do not doubt in your casting. Do not doubt in your calling this spirit out. Okay? Now, the other scripture that I wanted to, to, to bring out was, uh, let me go here, James. And we're going to look at chapter 4. And, and again, as always, I, I get so excited seeing, um, going in the book of James. It's a, a, a book I just love to read, and from one, I'm not going to read them all, I'm just going to kind of skim the main verse, and that's from 1 to 10, James chapter 4, verses 1 through 10, good, good reading, good, good preparation for where we are, the, the key verse right here, and let me look at my time and look at my pages, no, key verse right here, where it says, I'm going, to, I'm going to back up. Seven is the key verse where we are. And it says here, verse number six, I want to back up and get that. All right? It says, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud. Excuse me. But giveth grace unto the humble. Now, the, the, the key is here, and this is for the believer to get strength from God. When you understand grace, oh, my God, I'm telling you, when you really get the understanding of how powerful grace is, unmerited favor of God, God doing things in your life and you didn't do anything to get it, uh, uh, new mercies and new this grace that we get. The new mercy is very, very powerful. Grace, very, very powerful. Deserving to be punished, but getting mercy. Not doing anything to warrant a reward, but get a reward. Verse number six, humble. Then the Bible says here, verse number seven, James chapter four, it says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil. And he will flee. You got to resist him. How do you resist him? You got to stop doing everything he tells you to do. How do you resist him? You, listen, I wish I could open the phone lines up. We got enough folk on here to have a serious conversation for the rest of the night. I open the phone lines up and ask, how, what other way can you resist him? 
Have you got to a point where you wrestling with the devil physically? You seeing him in your house, and and every now and then y'all two got to wrestle. I have heard folks that say that where where demon spirits crawled on them. I've heard folks say that, but don't too many people have that experience. How do you resist them? Do y'all arm wrestle? No. How do you resist them? You got to understand. How do you resist them? You resist them by stop doing what he tells you to do. You got to resist him. And this is what it says that you got to encourage the person that's working with you if they're looking for deliverance, cause them to guess what? Hey, you got to resist them. Stop doing, don't let them control you. Don't let this spirit control you. You work with me while I work with you. Resist the devil. He, let me read it again. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Love it. Drop down to the bottom of 93. Now, the, another situation that he was dealing with, the woman was set. She was uh, completely, she was determined to be completely set free and would come each night. Now, I love this particular one because, no, I need to back up. I didn't highlight it, but I remember this portion. It says here, the uh, second sentence in that uh, bottom paragraph, it says the struggle to get each one out was so intense that she was not physically able to bear the casting out of more than one or two demons each day. She was determined to be completely set free and would come each evening. Now, the real highlight of this is that, again, when you see that the going gets tough, see, some folks get weary in well-doing. The Bible says don't get weary in well-doing. Some folks get weary in well-doing. So when you start dealing with a demon and, and it becomes a fight, then they want to give up. They get weary. What's weary? You want to sit down. You want to relax. You want to take a break. This is warfare. You cannot break right now. You've got to keep it coming. And if the manifestation of multiple demons are starting to manifest themselves, then guess what? Put on your, uh, listen, <laughs> put on your, your big boy boxers, put on your big girl um, undies, and, and let's get it going. We've got to, listen, you've got to stay in this thing. You've got to not give up. And even when you start to see the, the, the victory, you've got to keep going. You got folk that got the power, but this will not do anything. They got the power, but they're just sitting on the sidelines looking. The coach is calling them. They've been riding the bench all year long. It's that their time to get in the game. He's calling them, and they're so used to sitting on the bench that they can't hear the coach call them saying, it's time for you to get in the game. Let's look at a couple of scriptures real quick. Back to the top. Uh, BibleGateway.com, and what is it about BibleGateway.com, Pastor? BibleGateway.com gives me the capability of pulling up five five Bibles at the same time, and it's wonderful for studying. I'm, I pray that you start to develop that. One, that you study your Sunday school. Two, that you study your Bible study. Three, that you, again, look at a sermon in a dissecting way, that you're taking notes and then going back and applying it. God is not telling your pastor to preach that particular sermon just for the sake of preaching something that sounds good. 
uh, just for the sake of preaching something that is biblically sound. He's preaching that message. Why? Because there's multiple, sometimes hundreds, sometimes thousands of people that's going to hear that particular message that need it at that particular time because that's how much God loves us, that he will give us a word for us in due season. It's a right, what they call it, a right now word. It's a word in season, okay? John chapter 5, verse 6, it says, When Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou be made whole? Why do you bring that up, Pastor? I'm bringing it up because, listen, this is Jesus himself. He's a part of the Trinity. When it says that God, the Father, God, the Son, that's Jesus. Jesus is showing us an example. Could Jesus have overpowered the man and just uh, made him whole right there? I believe he could. If if he spoke these words because he was there in the beginning with God in Genesis and he said, let us make man, if he can do all of that, let me tell you something, he can also make the man whole. He's doing it for the sake of our benefit. He's showing us that, again, this is the way you do it. Get the agreement of the person. Don't deal with a person that don't want to. I'm not trying to cast this demon out, or I'm not trying to get, you know, deal with this particular person in a area that they don't want to get delivered. What I'm doing is if I'm dealing with them and they don't know it, I'm trying to get them in a position where they can make a conscious decision because I believe that the demon has such a hole in their life that guess what? They can't answer this question because they don't know how to admit that I'm demon-possessed, I'm demon-controlled, I'm being influenced by evil spirits. That's the only time I'm going to try to cast a demon out of a person that has not willingly said, hey, yes, I do, I want to be made whole. I want, I'm not trying to heal a person. And they saying they don't want to be healed. They don't even believe. So you see, that's why, again, these scriptures, Mark chapter 10. Let's do this one. Mark. Ten. And we're going to look at 51. Watch this. And it says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, what? Wilt thou, what wilt thou, listen, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. What wilt thou? Here it is again, Jesus in another instance, where he is again asking a person, what do you want? And this is how you make ministry effect. He says where two or three are gathered. When you uh, bring your faith in agreement with another person's faith, now he says one can put a 1,000 in flight, two can put 10,000 in flight. Yes, there may be a legion of demons, but I got a better chance of helping you to get delivered if you're in agreement with me. What wilt thou? What do you want? And if you want it, can you get with a person that also has faith to help you get delivered in the name of Jesus. See, most folks don't want to admit what they got. 
No, no, no. I'm a nasty something, and I've been nasty for a long time, and it appears that I got a lot of nasty demons in me. It may not be a legion, but it's a whole lot of them because um, I'm feeling better, but I'm not feeling whole. I'm feeling better, but I'm not feeling complete. I'm feeling better, but I'm not feeling like I'm completely in him. I'm not saturated with his spirit. All right? That's another scripture. Okay. It was learned that when no one touched the woman, the spirits would not react. I wanted to highlight that because they would not react in a violent way when she was not touched. He identified it as a touch-me-not, touch-me-not uh, spirit. And, and, again, that's how you got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and be in tune with revelation knowledge when God drops a word of knowledge on you and says, hey, you know what you need? You need a woman to be with you when you deal with her. And, and sometimes, whether it's a woman or a man, you don't have to worry about it. Why? Because you ain't going to be touching them. You got to have some men with you as a woman, and you want to minister. Have a man with you, because if a man does need to be touched, you let that man touch him. If a woman needs to be touched, you let the woman touch her, if that's the way the Holy Spirit leads you. Okay? Watch this. These are cases when it is best not to lay hands on the person. Second paragraph, page uh, 94. Second paragraph. It says, demons can feel the anointing of the ministering hands and are tortured by it. Demons can indwell any part of a human body. But here it is, this lower abdomen area, again, is where they found some of some of the favorite spots where they like to dwell, in that abdomen area. And wouldn't you know, that is the area where we store a lot of fat. That is the area that's hardest to tone. That is the area that they also identify that a lot of demons like to hang out there. Who can lay hands on the woman um, we did. We, we work with that already. Let's drop down one, two, three, four. Fourth paragraph. It says, word of knowledge came to me that I must take my hands off a woman immediately. Laying hands on a woman, all of a sudden a word of knowledge comes, says take your hands off of her. Walk, he walks around the front of her, and guess what? In order to see what manifestation was on her face, because many times you see, you see the person and you're trying to work with them, or you're trying to minister to them, or you, you, you know, you're just talking to them, and the next thing you know, you see their face get distorted, and you know you're telling the truth, and you know you ain't doing nothing but talking about the Bible, and you see their face get distorted, and it may just be a twitch, and the, and the, and the enemy knows that you have a discerning spirit, and that you will pick up on it, and it tries to distort its face back from being distorted to a plain face, but you saw it. That's when you got to recognize what you're dealing with. No, some folk get in the flesh and say, oh, I know she didn't just twist her mouth at me. Or I know she didn't just roll her eyes. Or I know she didn't just do this or do that. I know he didn't just say this or say that. Listen, you got to learn. And when you're walking in the spirit, this is what the Bible says, walk in the spirit. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Watch this. Uh... <clears throat> Let's move on to this next area. It says here, told her to take the hands off. It was a spirit of lust had come to the surface, which was identified as a flirting spirit. 
And that's why, again, by him touching, male touch on a female, it's feeding such a spirit. It became apparent that the Holy Spirit directed me, remove your hand. That's why, again, you got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's voice. Some of the reasons advance for not laying on hands in deliverance are based on fear. Now, that's another one, top of page 95. When you start dealing with fear, that's what demons do. They want to make you think that, guess what, I can get you. Watch it. Spirit of fear, spirit of doubt. Drop down. Amplified version of 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22. Watch this. 1 Timothy. And we're going to look at chapter 5, 22. All right? 5.22, Amplified version. It says, do not hurry to lay hands on anyone. Now, again, when we start talking about laying on the hands, and, you, and I say this often, many times the uh, saints of old would take a scripture like this, and when, the, when you read it, you would think that it was talking about actually physically laying the hands on somebody quickly. And it, when you read it in the Amplified, again, it gives you clarity. It starts to break it down, not just physically, and even though I believe that's still wise counsel, you don't just grab people. All of a sudden, I think it's wise counsel, but in this particular text, when you take it in the context, it says, don't lay hands on anyone ordaining or approving someone for ministry or an office in the church or in reinstating expelled offenders, excuse me, and thereby share in the sin of others. So what it's saying is don't be so anxious to ordain a person when you really don't know that person. We've got some folks, and they may be on the line tonight. They came into our ministry. I've known these folks and watched their walk for years. So by, again, installing them as pastors is comfortable for me. Why? Because I've watched, watched their walk for years in ministry and in life. The director over our evangelism and, and, and our youth ministers and then over our music. It's easy. Why? Because you walk with folk for years. And what it's saying here, don't do that. Don't lay hands and put your seal of approval on folks too quickly. And then if they have been out of fellowship, don't reinstate them too quickly. Now, again, that's brought up in this context. Why? Because folks will use that scripture and bring it into a whole nother area. Like I said, I believe it is wise counsel. Do not put your hands on folks too quickly, you know, and you don't know what's going on. But in this context, it's talking about laying on hands of a seal of approval, okay? It says here, personally, I am persuaded. And matter of fact, I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to drop down because I want to get into these scriptures tonight. Um, Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Luke 10, and we're going to look at 19, not L19. Let me get that off of there. Okay, now watch this one, because, again, this is where your strength is. Your strength is in the Word. Watch this. It says, Behold, I give unto you what power 
to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and over the power of the enemy. This is, again, a scripture. When you say, I say, you know what, are you taking your scriptures daily? When you know you're dealing with depression, when you know that you're dealing with anger, when you know that you're dealing with a, a, a spirit that is trying to uh, saturate you, trying to get you to commit suicide, you know, suicide, this is a scripture that you've got to feed yourself. Like when Jesus started dealing with the enemy and he said, turn these stones into bread. I know you're hungry. Turn these stones into bread. This is a scripture right here where you says, hold on a second. Behold, I give you, my God has given me power to tread upon serpents, power to tread upon scorpions, and over the power of the enemy. So don't come at me with that. Give him the word. You can't just say, don't come at me with that. And not give him the word. The power was in the word. Be gone. Yes, he said be gone on the last temptation, but first he gave him the word. We should not tempt the Lord thy God. That's the word. So you got to know your strength is in the word, but you got to have the word. Let's look at the next one. Philippians. We're going to look at Philippians. Okay, and that's going to be chapter 1, verse 28. All right, again, Scripture is your strength. Scripture is your medicine. If you find yourself feeling weak, look at your last few days and see how much words you've gotten in. See how much meditation on the words you have gotten in. Again, this is how you take your medicine. Some medicine, they tell you, um, Take it before bed. Why? Because they don't want your stomach active. They don't want uh, uh, you eating food. Or if they do want you to eat food, take it right after your meal. Why? Because we want the medicine to be effective. If you want this word to be effective in you, let me tell you something. I dare you to start taking it before you go to bed. I dare you to start putting in your spirit. I give unto you power over to tread upon serpents. I give you power to tread upon scorpions. And over the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. How are you going to let a spirit just coming out of a person going cause you some? It can't cause me no harm. Why? Because I've got the spirit of God in me and the word tells me that it can't hurt me. And that's where your boldness comes from. Pastor, you're kind of bold, ain't you? you got to be bold in the spirit. No, no, no. You're humble in the world, but in the spirit, you're bold. That's why the Bible tells you, come before God's spirit boldly. You know what you're talking about. You know the relationship you got. I know what my God can do, and I know what he can do through me. That's where, listen, that's where your strength comes from. Let's read this next scripture. And it says, and nothing, and in nothing terrified by your adversary, and in nothing Terrified by your adversary. One more time for the Holy Ghost. And in nothing terrified by your adversary, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. Okay, break it down. Here we go. Amplified version. It says, and in no way be alarmed or intimidated in anything. By your opponents. This is the enemies. Those are your opponents. For such constant, consistent, and fearlessness on your part is, watch this, 
is a clear sign, a proof, and a seal for them of their impending destruction, but a clear sign for you of deliverance and salvation. Let me show you. When it comes to you and it comes to your relationship with God and you've got this seal of approval by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, for you it's a confidence that guess what? I've got my salvation. i got this relationship with God. I know where I'm going. For them, when it is manifest in you, your adversary knows when he sees this presence in your life, the adversary knows that, guess what, it is a, a block for him. It's like a force shield for him. He can't get through to you. I love the story of Job when he says, I've tried to get to Job, but I can't get to him. Why? Because you got a hedge about him, God. You've got this thing around Job that I can't get through him. And this is how you build this wall around you. Listen, the confidence has got to be not thank God for pastors. Thank God for Bible study teachers. Thank God for them. The key is, do you have the confidence in the word yourself? Do you run, listen, fearfully from Sunday to Sunday just to hear another word? Uh, Has the enemy got you to a point where you won't even read the word? So your confidence is, again, thank God for the pastor, but my confidence is, is not in the pastor. My confidence is in the word that the pastor is preaching, and I verify it. Have you ever um, um, went and purchased something from the store and then went home and verified that the account, I had to do this recently because they told me one thing in the store, and then they tacked on about $11.95. You see, I said about, but I said the exact amount because I'm not messing around with my money. And they, they charged me $11.95 more, and, and I watched and watched and watched. I'm, I'm going to verify because his word said he was going to give me the money back. But I kept verifying the money ain't hit my account yet. It has not hit my account yet. has not hit, bam, until the other day, hit my account. $11.95 came back into my account. This is what you've got to do with the word of God. You've got to go home and verify, is this true? Then you've got to activate. Let me tell you something. If you're not operating if you're not operating in the spirit, if you're not operating in the things that God said you can do, then guess what? You're not verifying it. You got to understand this word is true. All right, top of page, top of page uh, ninety-six. I think we got time. Here again, just trying to bring in that fear. I'll get you. I'll get you. The the demon starts to talk. When a person stares with you, stares at you with that cold stare, mean, they're bigger than you. I'll get you. I'll get you. You know, change the voice. You hear the voice saying, I'll get you. Listen, you cannot be, it's not for you if that kind of thing is going to happen and make you afraid. I calmly reply, no, demon, you will not get me. Jesus said, I could tread on you, and you could not in no wise harm me. It's just scripture. It's just scripture. Come out in the name of Jesus. Even though he tried to make him afraid. Demon spirits 
are liars and accusers. You've got to know it. So when they speak, they speak in a lie. They have no more power. Why? Because all power has been given unto me. That's what Jesus said when he rose from the dead, and now he's gone back to be with the Father, sitting on the right hand of God the Father Almighty, making intercessions for us. The Spirit of God is making intercessions for us, and now you're making intercessions for the saints, and now we're binding our prayers together and fighting on behalf of those who do not believe that they might be come in to this ark of safety. If you cast out, if you cast me out, I will just come into you. Again, fear tactics. He would and again, what he's trying to do? Trying to make this this person stop. Don't listen. Stop casting. Stop casting me out. I ain't gonna have nowhere to go. You gonna cast me out into the abyss? Is there any bugs in the house? Cast me into the bugs. The cat walking across the street. Can you cast me into the cat? And you've got to understand, that last scripture down there, so very powerful. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This last scripture, before we end for the night, the last scripture down there. Listen, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, things in the earth, things under the earth. Because, watch this. Verse number 10, it's in the middle. This is the Message Bible translation, 9, 10, and 11. It says, because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever so that all creation, being in heaven and on earth, even those long ago dead and buried, will bow in worship before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise that he is the master of all to the glorious honor of God the Father, amplified version, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in submission. It's at the name of Jesus. You got power in the name of Jesus. Another scripture. I'm telling you, it's a scripture that you need to take. Take that one to bed with you. Uh, God willing, what is that going to be? 613? No, 713. 713 will be right there. Wow. Thank you, God, giving us the power. Thank you, God, for being able to lay on of hands. Thank you, God, for giving us power in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we bless your name. We thank you for the power that you have given us. We thank you, O oh God, for each and every person. Mm that's on this call, I pray right now in the name of Jesus as they identify in their mind different areas in their life that they need to release. I loose them right now in the name of Jesus. I loose them right now from that demonic spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I bind my prayers with those who have identified different areas in their life. that they, If it's anger, I loose them right now in the name of Jesus. Stubbornness unsubmitted, I loose them in the name of Jesus. Fear, I loose them in the name of Jesus. I bind my prayers with their prayers. I bind my spirit with their spirit. I take control in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over the lives of those who are on this call and over the lives of those in their family. I bind it right now in the name of Jesus, every evil spirit, 
and I loose them from the hold of those evil spirits in the name of Jesus. Let angels, O oh God, I pray you, let angels war on their behalf and on behalf of their households. Bless them, O oh God, from the crown of their heads to the very depths of their souls. We thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God bless you, saints of God. Thank you so much. Again, don't forget, share the word. Perky underscore B, B-E-E, that B. Um, email addresses. We need more and more email addresses. Why? That's how we, again, get the word out. Our aim is in these last days, get the word out as much as we can. Amen. God bless you. Talk to you next week. God willing. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.